This is ESPN Radio. A little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning. Thank you very much with Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio. Series XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. So what if you have a football game in a network that nobody can catch? That's what happened to USC football, number six in the country. They were on the Pac-12 network. Not trying to denigrate the Pac-12. Not trying to throw, not trying to throw dirt on them. Don't but, have to. They did it themselves. They really did. So, see, you and I are the same mind as far as that goes. Because a lot of a buddy of mine texted me, goes, are you watching the USC football game? I said, yeah, I'm in and now watching USC football. I'm also watching South Carolina State. They were taking on Jackson State and ABC. Vanderbilt was playing Hawaii on, on the SEC network. That got delayed because of the weather. He goes, what, what channel is the USC football game on? I go, the Pac-12 network. He goes, you've got to be kidding. I don't get the Pac-12 network. I said, you're not the only one. That line is long for a lot of people that wanted to see USC, even though they're playing San Jose State, but couldn't because they don't have the Pac-12 network as a part of their streaming or cable systems. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Searching for it, going to look. I mean, like, okay, hold on a minute. USC's down seven. Wait, hold on a second. Wait a minute. All right. Search, search, search. Keep I have searching. DirecTV. Now, nope, not available. Okay, what about my all these apps that we have? Uh-huh. Nope, mm-hmm. nope, not available on any of them. So I sent out to our, our college football group thread with Mark right. Kester, Kelly Stoffer, John Madani, our producer. And I'm going, anybody have Pac-12 Network? Kelly, of all the people, the man who lives in the middle of a 500-acre cornfield in Nebraska. Right. Had it. Really? Kelly Stoffer. <laughs> so he's now giving us play-by-play on any big play. We, we get this text. <laughs> when Branch at a Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. that, that's a school. Kind of where I, When I grew up, man, I was, I was an athlete. My younger brothers, athletes. There's a difference, right? This dude out of Bishop Gorman, Kelly Stoffer goes, when we have USC, let's all remember number yeah. one, mm-hmm. and his name is Branch, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Athlete. This dude is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Only you, a freshman. You brought up in our pre-show meeting, you put five on him and about 10 more pounds, yeah. and he mm-hmm. reminds you of a dude named Reggie. I mean, he is yeah. electric. But I couldn't watch him because I don't have, and it wasn't available uh, because I, I can't get the Pac-12 network. And, Freddie, does that not sum up yep. how that conference mm-hmm. disintegrated under Larry Scott, uh, their former commissioner, because of things like this? Yeah, The Conference of Champions did not respect the fact that the reason that you are the Conference of Champions is because of two entities, UCLA basketball and USC football. They thought they would always have that loyalty to towards them that are Pac-12. Why would they want to go somewhere else? You know, the Pac-12, we need them, but we don't need them, need them. Yeah, you need them, need them, need them, need them, need them when it comes to USC football because how could you allow the Big Ten to say, we're over here in USC and UCLA go, yeah, we'll go that way and play in that conference and have all these travel logistics that we don't mind having because that money from the Big Ten that they're going to get from the Big Ten Network and from Fox Sports and from CBS and from ESPN was way too good to ignore. And if you're the Pac-12, more than ever before, you should not even think for one second that people are going to be loyal to you just because what happened in the past and what that represented. The fact that you're down essentially a Pac-4 after this season is over, which means you're not going to be a conference anyway because you had so much arrogance to think that USC football or UCLA basketball or nobody else was going to leave your conference and go where the money is outside of the Southeastern Conference and outside of the Big 12 when it comes to the Big 10. Yeah, the SEC Network, huh, just 
printing money. Big 10, same thing. Pac-12, not so much. Why? Because it's not available anywhere because the leadership Mm -hmm. stunk. And that that sums up how the Pac-12 disintegrated. Now, on the other hand, Freddie, Caleb Williams. It's still no joke. Ooh, man, still no joke. I mean, and now he's got a new, a, a, just another weapon in Branch. Again, a true freshman. We get to enjoy this for two more years. I mean, he, he is going to be sensational. But Caleb Williams picked right up where he left off, and you brought it up, Freddie. They're going to keep him in there for most of the game, uh, just to go ahead and pad some stats. One they needed to twenty one fourteen at the half. He ends up with four touchdown passes. Uh, I think around two hundred seventy eight yards. He picked right up where he left off. All and, and another guy. Did as well in his first start in a debut for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Sam Hartman, yeah. I mean, looked like he was back at Wake. I mean, just you know, breaking records, and here he is, <laughs> you know, counting for four touchdowns in his debut. Uh, that ties a uh, you know a Notre Dame you know debut record. He, he he looked calm, poised, and I felt for the for the Navy midshipman outside. But outside of Coach Newberry's beard, I had beard envy. I think oh he's man, absolutely that, majestic. that was tight, no Ooh, question, dude. You. He should be but, a spokesperson for that just for men because he had it going on. That, I mean, that is that, that thing is just absolutely gray and beautiful. But Navy, <laughs> they were great from the 20 to about the 50, and that was it. And on their, I think it was their opening possession, when your own player is breaking up a, a yeah. fourth down bomb. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right then, I turned everybody at the cost and I went, ball game. Mm hmm. Because you hit that, you're like, oh, my God. Changes things, yes. Gives you confidence. On the opening possession, it was church. And, look, Notre Dame looked the part, and Sam Hartman picked right up where he left off. By the Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. A little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. The one biggest takeaway from me from week zero is that it's got my appetite wetted for week one. You got Florida and Utah that kicks it off on Thursday. Utah number 14 in the country. Florida, a very young team, but they will not be afraid going into that building. That building will make them afraid because it's very tough to play when you play Utah at home. That, that, that building will, you like to use this term, that building will get medieval. That building is going to be, be medieval against Altitude, a younger Florida team. Yeah, yep, Thursday night game. They haven't forgotten what happened last year when you beat them in the swamp down in Florida where a game that Utah believed they let one get away, not that Florida won. That's where my appetite for that game. Virginia, Tennessee, that game on Saturday, prime time, prime time. Deion's first game for Colorado against number 17 TCU. Speaking of building, that makes somebody afraid. They got 80 different players on Colorado. They got rid of everybody from last year and brought in new players. That was the best thing about week zero. If it doesn't get you amped up for week one, then what are you doing when it comes to college football? Yeah, I was locked in on Vandy in Hawaii. A little that was quarterback good game. for Hawaii, Shager. The Dallas kid, you know, he played at Highland Park High School where Matthew Stafford, you know, Chandler Moore, starting quarterback for TCU. That's where they all went. I mean, he, he played his tail off. And I was kind of, I found myself kind of pulling for Hawaii because of everything that's happened in Maui and the yeah. fires. You know, you, you could tell that those young men really wanted to win for everybody back home. And, but it, it ended up being a great game. You know, I mean, 35 28, yeah. it, it was a fantastic game to mm-hmm. watch, especially if you had Hawaii plus 17. Yeah. And then you had the Ryan McGee Bowl otherwise known as UMass in New Mexico State. For those who don't know, Ryan McGee does a great job as a senior college football writer for ESPN.com. Also, Marty McGee each and, seven, each and every Saturday morning right great here show. on ESPN Radio and the SEC Network from 7 to 10 a.m. He does his bottom 10. And UMass in New Mexico, New Mexico State with the bottom 10. Now, full disclosure, 
UMass's head coach is one of my former coaches at Manchester University, Don Brown. He, he and I have known each other since he got there without Coach Tom Elsass, who just passed away this year and had a chance to catch up with him at the memorial service that we had for my coach when we all went to Mansfield. It was really cool to see my coach, Donnie Brown, who was a defensive coordinator back then, still coaching and loving college football. So I thought that was pretty cool to watch that game to see somebody from my school and Mansfield University who coached there now back at UMass, winning a game. They had not beaten an FBS opponent in an opening day on the road since 1984. I didn't care if it was New Mexico State or Directional State. Just see my man Don Brown out there getting a win for a UMass team that only won one game last year. That, to me, was my favorite moment of the weekend, seeing one of Mansfield's own, a former coach there in Don Brown, doing his thing for UMass in the second time being the head coach of that university. That's awesome. I was 12. When that happened, right? God, <laughs> that's just to put everything into perspective. I was nineteen. UMass had won three combined games mm-hmm. in the last three years. Yeah. So to to, to do that, and go on the road. That, yeah. That's week yeah. zero, right? You, you, yeah. you get some, you know, some feel good stories like that, and it primes the pump. Now we've all kind of we've had our appetizers, right? Now we're ready to go have a main course, and I can't wait for Saturday. By the real, Thursday, yeah, yeah, Thursday. By the real quick, Ryan McGee even said that a UMass fan accosted him when he found out that UMass was placed in his bottom ten, and he threatened to throw Ryan McGee into the river, into the Charles River. Go on his Twitter handle at ESPN McGee and read that story on ESPN.com. That only that only happens to McGee. That Seriously. is very true. That is, that's the only guy that would happen to. <laughs> and he said it in a Boston accent as well. It got even funnier reading it off the pages about this guy costing Ryan McGee because he put UMass in his bottom 10. And that guy was not happy about it and wanted to lay some hands on Ryan McGee. I'm like, dude, it's not that's that critical. football fans, they're not, they're not passionate about their teams. They are obsessed with their teams. Yeah, but UMass? I'm talking about Alabama, Auburn. I get that. Ohio State, Michigan. Every squad's got one. He was that one that wanted to have a little of a conversation with Ryan McGee. By the way, hit us on the X anytime you want it. Ian Fitz ESPN. That's Ian's handle. My handle at Coleman ESPN. We're going to use the word stock when it comes to Trey Lance being traded by the San Francisco 49ers to the Dallas Cowboys and how Dak was not given a stock heads up about that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot This is ESPN Radio. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us for a little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also ESPN2 and ESPNU. 
We're going to talk NFL, Ian Fitzsimmons, but Ian Fitzsimmons wants to ask Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, a serious, serious question based on the control room starring Pat Costello, Nuno, and Alan Yates. So, Jeff, thank you for joining us. Ian, the floor is yours. J.D., uh, appreciate it. Good morning. I hope you had a great weekend. In the control room, they were going off on on what is it, Fast X, Fast uh, and Fast Furious, and Furious series. Yeah. I've never seen a one of them. I'm all about jumping in. If I have truly missed out, are you a Fast and Furious fan? And if so, have you seen Fast X in your reaction? I am not, and I have friends that are into it more than I would suspect for an adult male to be into a show about race cars. <laughs> With you, but, like, I trust that it must be good. Especially, what do they have? Like ninety-seven of them at this point. <laughs> <laughs> are we missing out on something here, Jeff? Uh, that's Possibly. the big question. Possibly. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, the, the, a lot of things that give me FOMO. Like, I, I, I suffer from, from. Very, very debilitating FOMO. Yeah. This is not it, though. It, this does not move the needle for me in terms of, like, the, the true fear of missing out on some, you know, sophisticated conversation about street racing. Uh, all right. Before I, before you guys ask real okay. important questions, like... I thought this was it. No. Wait, is this a Nuno thing? <laughs> yeah. No, this is like a Nuno Pat Costello. I, I was just, I was just oh, saying... Oh, God. <laughs> but, but just clarify, it's not about I mean, race cars. It's about family, Jeff. It's about family. Oh, good. It's all about family. Well, is that the same thing that Star Wars people say? It's all oh, about yeah. family? Uh, yeah. We, we yeah. love Star Wars, yeah, Jeff. We love Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars fan, Jeff. I'm with you. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm not, I didn't know this was a Nuno thing. Next time, let's start with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, th- I, thought, I thought we were over uh, past our uh, differences, Jeff. I don't think so. I think you, re- apparently I th- not. I think apparently you reignited not. it. <laughs> I think so. You can't, you, can't get past, you can't get past differences when they just keep coming up. Like, it doesn't... We're going going back years here on one of the best radio pranks ever and involving an NFL Super Bowl party. But listen, neither here nor there. Uh, Yeah, here we go. It wasn't a prank. Nuno creeped out my wife before she was my wife Uh at a a high school party. What? He he made her feel very uncomfortable. Wow. I I since learned that. I had to stop doing uh, Will King's radio show because of it. I couldn't invite Nuno to a Super Bowl party that I was hosting because my wife was going to be there. It, it was what? not a prank. And ever since, it's just been, you know, and then I find out he, he's obsessed with that. It all adds up. Oh, God. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, hit him on Twitter, Jeff Darlington. Putting Nuno under a bus and rolling over it here with Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio <laughs> and ESPN2. We get to the National Football League as we get serious maybe a little bit. And what was your reaction? You found out not only the 49ers were trading Trey Lance, but traded him but, to the Dallas yeah. Cowboys on Friday. Yeah, and one quick thing. I just want to apologize to Nuno. I don't want to be the guy on the list. You know, what is in Happy Gilmore where he's putting yes. lipstick on and crossing out names? <laughs> That's good. I was wow. say, JD, good reference, careful, man. He gets that Portuguese. So, I po- so Nuno, I apologize on behalf of my family. Go. I apologize. Love you, buddy. <laughs> uh, so Trey Lance, yeah, look, I, I have a, I have a tough time with this one. I part of me is sitting here like, what's the big deal? It's a fourth round pick. You can, you know, whatever. He can serve as a backup quarterback. Uh, no big deal. But at the same time, I'm like, why? Why do this? And anybody who's suggesting that Trey Lance can compete with Dak Prescott, I think that whether you like Dak or not, you, how can you not admit that Dak Prescott is clearly better 
than Trey Lynch just based on the fact that Kyle Shanahan, who knows quarterbacks better than anybody, uh, maybe he doesn't know how to evaluate them out of college (laughs) or understand how much you should give up to get one, but he understands. He turned Brock Purdy. I mean, look what he did with RG3 his rookie year. Look what he was doing with Kirk Cousins. He has done great things with lesser quarterbacks, and he gave up on Trey Lance, who he had every incentive to not give up on. And now all of a sudden the Cowboys think that they're going to make him better. I, I, I hate to be so close-minded. I just don't understand this move. Well, uh, if they believe he's better than Will Greer, you improved your quarterback room. But for anybody who is saying that this, they're sending a message to Dak, I mean, yeah. hey, stop. I mean, that makes no stop. sense to me, Jeff. I mean, does it make any to you? No. I, but I also don't put it past the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it, it – it, I mean, when Dak Prescott was sort of asked about this and he came across as being upset, I think he's just pissed because he loved Will Greer and he, he doesn't think that Greer deserved to be cut. And you could make a good case after what we saw from Greer, even in this most recent preseason game, that he is clearly better than Trey Lance. We are basing everything – every evaluation we are making of Trey Lance, we are basing it on what the 49ers gave up to get him. I don't believe that anybody who has this strong conviction in Trey Lance is doing so because they've seen something in him on the field at any point in his NFL career that suggests that his value is any higher than any other backup or third-string quarterback in the league. I know that's harsh, but like the idea that we're sitting here saying Trey Lance deserves to even replace Will Greer, let alone, um, let alone compete with Dak Prescott, is based on nothing more than the fact that the 49ers gave up the most ridiculous haul of picks to get him. It, it's not – you can't use that. We have to move on from that. You can't blame Trey Lance for his draft status, right. but at the same time, we can't use that draft status in order to elevate him to a, a place of potential that he does not have. Great stuff by Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL Insider, joining Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. So Trey Lance will get another chance to be the kind of quarterback that we think we can see from Bryce Young in Carolina, C.J. Stroud of Houston, and Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. Out of those young quarterbacks, which one impressed you the most as we're 10 days away from the NFL season, Jeff? C.J. Stroud looks like the, mo- the biggest benefactor to me of the preseason in general. He came out the first preseason game and looked a little slow, sluggish, didn't necessarily look like he was ready for the NFL speed. In the last two preseason games, he has done the exact opposite. Uh, he has improved each time. He looks capable. Uh, to me, he has been and kind of, for me, a little bit of a pleasant surprise. I was worried um, all the hype was maybe not going to be met right away with C.J. Stroud. He looks poised and ready for week one. Bryce Young, I am deathly afraid of the offensive line in front of him. Uh, I mean, we, what do we talk about the entire year about Bryce Young, size? And now the offensive line in Carolina looks incapable of protecting Cam Newton, let alone protect Bryce Young. To me, that, that makes me nervous. But for all the optimism I have about C.J. Stroud, uh, I am concerned that it could take longer for Bryce Young. Jeff, what's the latest involving two of the best defensive linemen in the league? Mm. And that's Nick Bosa in San Francisco and Chris Jones in Kansas City. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Of all the things that we talk about and hype up all all offseason, suddenly we have literally, right, the two best. I mean, literally the two best defensive players in the league. 
I'm, I'm trying to think, I mean, unless we go into the secondary, but Bosa and Jones, I mean, ring defensive player of the year and Bosa and a guy who probably could have or should have been defensive player of the year or co-defensive player of the year. Um, the teams are both saying the same things about each of them. We, will, we know we're going to sign him. We want to get this done. We want to pay him. They've been saying that all offseason. No negotiations this offseason that I've been tracking have had more positive, very wide-open suggestions from the front offices that they're going to get this done, and yet here we are. So I believe that both will happen before week one. Uh, John Lynch and Brett Beach have implied that both will happen before week one, but very clearly these guys understand they have the leverage now, and they are pushing this thing to the very last minute. Real quick, Jeff, 10 seconds left. Which, that, which gets done first, Bosa or Jones? Uh, it literally could be either one, honestly. Day-to-day, any minute, either one. I know we have a short span here. I'm very sorry, Nuno. I love you, dearly. <laughs> <laughs> you can make it up to him by starting to watch Fast and Furious. I'm going to start. I'm going to binge it. I'm going to start with that. the very first one. I'm going all ten. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Don't I'm change, Jeff. Don't it ever change. I'm, I'm sorry if I offended you, but you did not offend I'm not me, Jeff. watching your weird shows. <laughs> Jeff Darlington with with bang out of the way for Nuno. Nuno has chosen that. Man, oh, man. I love you, Nuno. <laughs> yeah, sure you do. You too, More like love and hate at the same time. Thanks a lot, Jeff, no, for joining no, my love, man. Love. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Oh, man, Jeff Darlington. Talk about leaving shrapnel behind for Nuno. ESPN NFL report, also ESPN NFL inside. Hit him on Twitter at Jeff Darlington. Man, Jeff can be savage. Who know? Oh, come on. You had to. <laughs> When you put it out there like that, you put it on the tee. He had to put that in the fairway at the expense of Nuno. Oh, he knocked the snot out of he, him. He sure did. That thing was right in the middle of the fairway, avoided the dog led to the left. He could two-putt to the green at the expense of Nuno when it comes to Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL Insider. We are 10 days away from the start of the NFL season. What is your biggest question for each NFC division? We're going to share that next. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. Oh, you heard him. Only 10 days away before 2023 NFL season gets started, and we can't wait. With Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Freddie Coleman. A little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, as well as ESPN2 and ESPNU. So we'll go by each division in the NFC. We'll tell you exactly what we believe is the biggest question. So we go to Pat Costell. What division are we starting with first? The NFC East. <laughs> well done. Ian, what's the biggest question in that division? 
I think this one's easy, Freddie. It, it's Dak Prescott and, and the Cowboys offense. We know the defense is going to be there. I think okay. they're going to have a, a solid running game. And it's not about r- rushes with Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn, a rookie running back and sixth-round pick out of Kansas State. It's yeah. about touches with those two guys. But it's all about Dak. Okay. He's got to cut down on the INTs. He knows it. You know it. I know it. We all know it. So I think Philly's going to be just as good, especially with more Georgia Bulldogs on the defense, <laughs> defensive side of the ball. Nolan Smith is, going to, is a name. You don't know it now. The edge rusher out of Georgia that they got late in the first round because he tore his peck early in the season last year at Georgia and didn't finish the season, he's going to be a wrecking machine. Yeah. He, he is a beast. We know all that. We, I, I, I believe Daniel Jones is going to take a big step in year two with Brian Dable. I think the commanders are going to be better. Okay. The biggest question to me is Dak. Can he cut down on the picks? To me, you mentioned that the guy that's going to be the biggest question is Daniel Jones and the New York Giants because I firmly believe Dak Prescott's not going to throw 15 interceptions. I believe that with my heart. But what kind of step up is Daniel Jones going to take or – can he make that step up having a brand new contract? He's going to get $82 million in guaranteed money over the next couple of years. They have added weapons to help him out. They get Darren Waller in the offseason from the Las Vegas Raiders. They draft Jalen Hyde to tilt the field against a defense. He can top off a defense. They believe Daniel Jones can be that guy that can be that playmaker. Well, we're about to find out. Last year, he threw 15 touchdowns. It was a run first team with Saquon Barkley and give Daniel Jones a lot of credit. He made a lot of plays with his legs and his arm as well. He kept getting better and better and better. Now can he make that next step up? If he's able to do that, maybe this Giants team could be a lot closer to winning that division and not just being closer to Dallas when it's all said and done. The NFC North. What's the biggest question, Ian? (laughs) Spent a million dollars for this. Yes, we did. (laughs) We're blowing out the budget on this one. Fast and furious money for Pat Costello. (laughs) Uh, It's the two young quarterbacks for me. Uh, It's Jordan Love and Justin Fields in Green Bay, and Chicago, respectively. I mean, how, what, what step? Talking about steps, I believe Daniel Jones will take. That's your question in the NFC East, which I think is kind of remarkable. You and I are actually flip flopped on those exact same two teams with yeah. Dak yeah. and Daniel Jones. But to me, it's the two young quarterbacks. You know, what are they going to do this year? I'm expecting Jordan Love to be a lot better than most people anticipate him being. And Justin Fields was now with a with a guy like DJ Moore out there. They had the big 68 yard completion uh, earlier in preseason. Can they hook up? That's my biggest question. I, I'm, I think Kirk Cousins is a very, very good quarterback in the NFL, and he gets a bad rap. Sure. You know, Jared Goff and the Lions are the chic pick in that division. To me, it's the two young guys. What are they going to do this year for their teams? Let's see, for me, the biggest question is, are the Detroit Lions going to win this division? Because everybody's yeah. talking about them. Sure. As if Minnesota, people forget that Minnesota last year was 13-4, and four, and everybody looked and said, Paper Tigers. And people felt they proved that by losing to the New York Giants in that first-round playoff game. They, out of their 13 wins, 12 were by one score when it comes to Minnesota Vikings. That doesn't happen in back-to-back years. So everybody believes the Lions. This is going to be their year. We'll find an opening night when they play against Kansas City. That maybe could be a harbinger of what kind of start they're going to have to get off to. If they beat Kansas City, then they may be world beaters in that division. But we've seen this before where the hype train stops at your station and then all of a sudden it leaves the station without you. We'll see the Detroit Lions can join that train and live up to that hype or get left behind at that station. A lot of people believe that this is going to be their division to win in 2023. <laughs> The NFC West. Wow, we brought that extra. I like that. Extra to the soundtrack. Well There's another million right there. Sorry. Easily. Fast and Furious money right there for you. <laughs> What's the biggest Family. question? <laughs> the NFC West. It's San Francisco and Brock Purdy uh, and, and everything involving the San Francisco 49ers. They are legit 
Lombardi contenders. I'm not talking NFC. I mean, yeah. when they get to the big game, if they get to the big game and get past Philadelphia, can they win it all? And it, and it all goes on. Brock Purdy taking that. Talking about next steps with Daniel Jones, saying Jordan Love, same thing with Brock Purdy, the second year quarterback out of Iowa State. The defense led by you know, Dre Greenlaw. Fred, Fred Warner, to me, is the most underrated, underappreciated defensive player, maybe player, right. in the NFL. 5-4 is an absolute sideline-to-sideline side hunter. We know about the defense. We know Christian McCaffrey, if he can stay healthy. They've got weapons outside. And Debo Samuel, we can line him up all over the place. George Kittle, we we know all that. Trent Williams, the elephant. It's about Brock Purdy. And I do believe yeah. he will continue to evolve and get better and better with Kyle Shanahan. Going back to the nine games we saw him in last year, he takes a big step. But it's still one that we have to see actually happen. Yeah, that should be the easy biggest question, so I'm going to trend away from that because I'm with you. My biggest question outside of that is, can Geno Smith do it again for the Seattle Seahawks? That's the 1B for me. Yeah. I mean, 4,282 yards, 30 touchdowns, only 11 interceptions, his quarterback rating 100.9. Nobody. He can talk all he wants, and I'm glad for Geno Smith, but nobody saw that coming after Russell Wilson. And, oh, by the way, they made the playoffs, and they gave the San Francisco 49s more hell than a little bit in that playoff game in San Francisco because Geno Smith was playing his behind off. Can he do it again? If he can do it again, Seattle could be a legitimate challenger to the San Francisco 49ers in that division. I want to see if Geno Smith can make it back-to-back years and have that kind of comparison to see if he's able to do that. How much of a threat in the NFC West could the Seattle Seahawks be to the San Francisco 49ers? Are we glossing over Kyler Murray, and is he actually going to become a leader? Well, he won't play because he tore an ACL. We won't see him until November. I don't think we're glossing over that at all. If you're not in the field, as far as I'm concerned, you're non-existent, no matter what's going on with Kyle Murray. It's a fair question. But until we see him play, meh, we'll see. (laughs) The (laughs) NFC South. (laughs) Can't get over that last one. Arizona. He ain't playing. So what? He's out. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, go watch some film. Exactly. Oh, wow. Actually, Man. Touch, actually touch the iPad. Jeez. <laughs> Put the sticks down. Bitter. Party of one. The no, table's not at ready. All. I, look, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of his, man. I covered him a ton at Oklahoma. The yeah. talent's there. I want to see it on the field. Yeah, we want to see the maturity. Put in the work behind the scenes and have it come to fruition on the scene. That, that's the frustrating part with him because we know the talent's there. I want to right. see it. Uh, NFC South, Derek Carr. I think the Saints okay. – are a legit playoff team with that defense, yeah. especially you know with, with Kent Card Mike coming back, all the weapons they have on offense. It's a sound offensive line. They needed the quarterback. Is Derek Carr the answer? And I just I didn't realize this. Their win total this year. Did you see it, Freddie? No, I didn't. Over and under nine and a half. Okay, that's, that's a big number, man. Yeah. And a lot of that to me. It's all about Derek Carr. Has yeah. he found a home in New Orleans? Okay. My biggest question is, what is Baker Mayfield going to do with his last chance? Because this is his last chance to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Many people thought it was a battle with Kyle Trask. who was able to keep that away from Kyle Trask, named the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought that Baker Mayfield would have figured it out last year in this division when he played the Carolina Panthers. Mm-mm. He was able to have sort of a renaissance. He was able to reincarnate himself a little bit the Los Angeles Rams when Matthew Stafford got hurt. Can he carry that over to this football team because if he's not able to, if they bench him, we are not going to see Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback ever again, in my opinion, in the National Football League. 
Ian Fitzsimmons. Hit him on the X at Ian Fitz ESPN. I am Freddie Coleman. Hit me on the X at Coleman ESPN. Appreciate you joining us here on part of Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning presented by Progressive Insurance. So we've given Ian a TV recommendation when it comes to the Fast and Furious. That's something now Fast X, meaning 10 of those. We got another TV recommendation based on one of our people behind the scenes. We'll get to that. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. A little Freddie and Fitzsimmons for you in the morning on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us on ESPN2 and ESPNU. So we've been giving out movie recommendations for Ian Fitzsimmons because he's never seen any part of the Fast and Furious series. Hey, he's not the only one. He's just one of the few. They've only made 3,000 of those movies. So at least you would think he would like locked into one at one time or another. Just not for him. Yeah. I mean, my, do- my oldest daughter, Rowan, has seen every one of them. Absolutely loves it. I mean, Pat Costello, Nuno. I mean, they, they, they're they raving about, you know, Fast X being mm-hmm. Oscar worthy. So I guess I need to jump in. Yeah. I, like, I didn't know about Blue Bloods until my, my older brother passed away uh-huh. last year. And he was wearing three point at those you know, three-piece suits, yes. and mm-hmm. he wore them because Tom Selleck wore them right. in Blue Bloods, because, and Tom Selleck wore them because of Teddy Roosevelt. Absolutely. And you told me last mm-hmm. year, dude, you need to get – your brother's right. Blue yeah, Bloods. Is, Blue now Blood. I'm on season 11. So yeah, I'm open go. to all suggestions. I'm mm-hmm. in. Yeah. But we got a good suggestion from Alan Yates, one of our guys behind the scenes, because – This Alan, one I'm really into. Yeah, Alan, I'm a, the floor is yours. Take center stage. Explain why – this should be appointment viewing for anybody out there, whether they're a sports fan or not. Man, listen. So, like, I finished The Bear, right? Bear's amazing show. Okay. If anyone hasn't watched it, you should Writing watch that it. one down. So, so, explain the premise of The Bear before oh, you move the bear on. The Bear is about this family from Chicago. They're cooking. It's this whole thing. Like, I don't even know how to really describe it. It's something you got to watch. It's, it's amazing. Okay. It's amazing cinema. Got it. So, then I, I stumbled into watching um, BS High, you know, the, the doc on Bishop Sycamore. Okay. Oh, boy. And... When I tell you, I I was watching it in awe because, like, I think most of us know the story. We've heard about like, oh, like fake school where they play on ESPN, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, the so go, was... you're going back to last year. They, yes. They're playing IMG on ESPN. <laughs> they they somehow fooled all of us. I mean, the entire country. That they were some high school juggernaut. Tom Luganbill, though, who's at one of our recruiting experts, Lugs is like, I've never heard of this school. Uh-huh. I've never heard of these players, but okay. And then we all saw what happened. And like when you guys watch it, you're going to like you're going to think like, am I watching a spoof or a right. parody of like someone telling a story? Because <laughs> the coach involved is like, I ain't no liar, but if I was a liar, I'd be a really good one. 
And I'm like, oh, wait. Really? I'm like, wait a second. Isn't that what he did? I yeah, mean, exactly. But, like, the, the things that you find out that are so confusing, like a team going into play somewhere and they don't have a training staff or, right. like, a, 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 you know, doctors and stuff on sidelines. You're like, wow. wait a second. Is that real? So, hold on a minute. When this team went and played IMG, this juggernaut, mm-hmm. They didn't have a trainer on the sideline. The trainer was the mother was the mother of the quarterback who got hurt, and wow. then they had to put in like the third string quarterback who was really like a a running back or something. And then the kid tears his ACL. Coach is like, "Man, if you ain't here, it pop. You good." And Come the young on, boy's like, "Wait a second, man. That's and amazing." Like, like Ian, you would think that you knew about the story, but when you watch it, you're going to be like, "Wait a second. He printed out a." A check from Kinko's to do what? <laughs> what? 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 Oh, well, let me get a twenty. No, full timeout. <laughs> yeah, take what, the full. What, what? One more time. So, so he had to like you know cause you you go travel and they had to house um the kids in right. the hotels and stuff. Right, exactly. So the hotel people is telling him as the coach like, yeah, bro, you could pay this joint in like ninety ninety days or something, right? So he looks at the camera, like ninety days. <laughs> I they not getting this money from me, so he goes to Kinko's with the mother of the quarterback, who's also the trainer, and they print out a check to give to the <laughs> to give wow. to the hotel with no intentions of paying it back. So he has like thirty or so lawsuits finding him. Like if you watch it, you're gonna be like, there's no way that this actually yeah. went on for three be- years. Because Roy Johnson said in the movie that he's the most honest liar he's ever known. Who's the guy in the movie? Roy Johnson. Don't sound like the most the most con artist thing I've Absolutely. ever. Absolutely. I mean, there are oxymorons, and then there's that statement. I'm the most honest liar that you've ever known. It's unbelievable. All the things that we wanted from like the the Florida documentary, yeah. that they kind of like didn't show. Swamp oh, King. That's yeah. that's a fluff piece. We we should have known that going in. The the information in this is unbelievable, and the way that it's cut is crazy. Because remember when Michael Jordan on um the 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 last dance, he was watching yeah film of other people talking about him. Mm-hmm. The coach is watching the kids and all that talk about him, and he's like, "How could he say that to me?" I didn't get scored in the IMG game. And it's like, wait a second, fam. Wow. Y'all shouldn't have been playing on You're that. You're making tour. this up. Wow. I, Ian, I swear not. on everything I love, when you watch this, Joy, you are going to be shocked at how little you thought you knew about this situation. That's amazing. I'm all in. Me too. I mean, it's I on am HBO all Max, right? in. I'm, all, yes. look, I, I'm open to, to every suggestion. Right. I'll, I'll try. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if I don't like it, you know, when it starts, and I'll punch and move on. Yeah, yeah that's the beauty that, of. And then you can, and you got the bear too. I don't know if you get into the whole cooking thing, but dude, the bear. Is, oh, come on, I love it. I'm sorry. Have you not met Ian before? But this is like he gonna find some new type of. You know, have you not met Ian before? No, love to cook. Thank All you. About it. Have you All not? Hey, here's another one for you. By the way, Ian Fitzsimmons on Alan Yates and Freddie Coleman this morning on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. I'll give you another one that's sports related. You could definitely watch that. Will be. A revelation, Goliath about Will Chamberlain on Showtime. Three-part series. It's fantastic. I'm running out of time here, man. I mean, this, this is going to take me all the way to college football season. I'll be at the natty trying to finish up, like, you know, past X and, and the bear and BS high. And now I've got that one. Yeah, Goliath is tremendous on Showtime with Will Chamberlain. I'm dumbfounded about the, the – I mean, me look, too. we all knew that Bishop Sycamore was just an absolute joke. But hearing just some of those stories, Ian, yeah, man, that, that may be scheduled. that may have climbed to the top of the list. Well, well, with any story, anytime you got a protagonist and an antagonist, especially an antagonist like that, 
when it comes to Roy Johnson, that's going to sell itself, especially when he said, I'm the most honest, honest liar, liar that I know. Ian, he said, if they told me that we weren't allowed to play two games in three days, I wouldn't do it. But there's no law that says we can't. So before the IMG game, he scheduled a random game on like a Friday. On a Friday. And they played on a Sunday. They're like, that's not, it's not like allowed. Like, what are you doing? Is this dude not in jail? No, he's not. He said, I, I didn't break no laws. I'm not in jail. So what did I really do? I'll say, wait a second. Man. Endanger some kids? A couple ACLs after. You didn't do much. If you didn't hear it pop, you're good. That's yeah. a direct And, and you can run you on see it. it. man. If you can run out there and play, you're good, man. That's happening today. They're sharing today. helmets, Ian. <laughs> those, that, those are the kind of guys like Roy Johnson, and I don't know, normally advocate this, but those are the kind of guys you send on ambulance rides. A guy like that, that was in charge of kids. And by the way, where are the parents when this was going on? They, That's what I want to know. They thought that they Great were doing question. something right because, like, you had to pay tuition and do all this stuff. It was it was the most wow. elaborate scam you could think of. That's man. like Wait a royal scam. It. Wait till you see it. That's a royal scam. I wish people the look on Ian's face is prices right now. I'm For in. those listening on radio, he's like, I- I'm in right now. I'm I'm in awe. <laughs> I knew it was a joke, but this is this is uh, this, yeah, this is over the top. That that's a PT Barnum's thing. There's a sucker boy in every minute to the twenty fifth power when it comes to Bishop Sycamore High School. Hear it pop for good. Trey Lance hopes to pop with a different team. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. More next.